hey, I actually made my bed today. You actually made your bed. Not well, I would opener we had, but <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say until we see like you gotta pick the camera up and and go over there with it. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. Just yeet the blanket across the. <laughs> Happy birthday, Coach Corso. Yeah. Happy 87 birthday. years True old. Hero. So True strong. American hero. Still going strong. That's really cool, honestly. Um, yeah. Obviously, so many of us have grown up with him in our homes on Saturday mornings or Saturday evenings, you know, back when he was still announcing. Yeah. Um, Both. You know, a lot of. A lot of schools have ties, uh, Virginia Tech, Florida State. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of schools with deep ties to him, more so than just the uh, the game day theme. So yeah, I think Kirk said uh, he's been doing uh, game day with Coach now. This will be year 27. That's as long as Cam and I have been around. Yeah, they uh their their first year was 95. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it was. And they didn't even do a full year, by the way, back then. They only did a yeah. couple games. Yeah. And they were um, still, like, mostly in the studio. Yeah, the first full season was, I believe, 96. And then the first full season at stadiums was 97, I believe. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia pretty... Tech still had the first at stadium <clears throat> show. Yeah. Do you, you guys know, um, I think it was, wasn't it a um, – wasn't it a Miami Notre Dame game that was like their first ever on-site game? I don't know. I don't Could remember. That'd be interesting to look up. I'm not 100% sure on yeah. that. I um, know that the first headpiece was Ohio State and Brutus. Yeah, I remember that too. Who else wow. could forget the um, Houston incident, though? Oh, well. man. Yeah, Jared's got some stories about being there. With that one. Now, I don't know necessarily if I believe it because I've yet to see video evidence, but. Fuck it! Well, remember what time this was. I mean, this was what, 2010, 2011, something like that? Yeah. I mean, it's not. At that time, people weren't so hot and heavy in their phones at that time. Maybe they yeah. just kind of yeah. enjoy that, things. I, I don't know we were, Jared well enough. I mean, I, don't, I know you don't. Or didn't know him at the time, but I don't. I, yeah. I don't take him as one who's really invested in his phone, like some. No, not really. Some maybe. So, yeah. No. I mean, I can I can see it. I mean, I I don't think he's a liar by any means. I don't think he's gonna talk that He's guy definitely biased, no reason. but he's not a liar. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's gonna say that for no reason. You know, I mean, he's. I don't know. I wild. wouldn't put that. No. There's <laughs> some wild stories. Believe me, I've had to had to listen to him before, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that being said, uh, we got a show to do. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. College game day. Happy birthday. Thompson Robinson pulls it this time. Hurling! And he pulled it out for a touchdown. His signature move. They're going to run a play. Rising with some confusion. Just keeps it. And there. He's still going. Rising breaks free. And goes all the way to the end zone. Wow!
So I got to have it put out on air. Colin just told me I was right about something. <laughs> Where Colin wow. was right. Well, remember when I was bitching about and I was comparing the uh, McCarthy McNamara stuff to Drew Henson, Tom Brady? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just it was like he, last year before the last season started. No, I, I, this was only a week or so ago. I mean, it was, it was pretty oh, recent. Okay. I think it was actually, as a matter of fact, we, when we were sitting in Discord after the show, I think Wednesday night. Oh, maybe. Okay. I was, I wasn't um, here. Yeah. So he jumped in Discord with us. And I think Cam was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, we were just sitting there talking. I, I brought up that Drew Henson Tom Brady thing. He just, he just texted in our group chat and said, said yeah. Right. He said, hey, wow. man, I, I see, I see what you're talking about now. Okay. Insanity. Anyways, insanity. So, we're on the Mountain West this week. Uh, Cam's area of expertise. He lives right in the middle of Mountain West country. I wouldn't um, say middle, but yeah. I no, do I mean you. You live. Country. You live pretty much in in the area. Um, he lives more in the Mountain Division. A yeah. few different schools, though. Yeah. Well. Anyways. So. There were. Two teams ranked in the top 25 last year at the end of the season. Utah State and San Diego State. Yep. Mm-hmm. This was actually a really solid conference overall. We talked about pre prior to the show, six bowl games attended last year by uh, the Mountain West Conference. They went 5-1 and one in those games. Um, yeah. And, you know, they had teams that – you know, could have went. I mean, we didn't see Boise State. I think their whole game got canceled. COVID. Yeah, um, Boise Arizona, and Hawaii both had theirs canceled for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and Hawaii. So, um, you know, not it's not a bad season, though. I mean, no. it's not normal. And, and not only that, when you have six teams going to bowl games, like, well, supposed to be eight teams going to bowl games. Yeah. That's that's pretty solid, especially even in a group of five conference where you had four of those teams over ten wins. Yeah. Or reach that ten win mark with their win. Yeah. The bowl game. I mean that's that's solid stuff. I mean we saw Fresno State, Air Force, Utah State, and San Diego State all reach that number. And you know there uh, Nevada could have was a team that could have been knocking on the door. I don't think they would have, but they, they definitely could have made made room there. This is a uh, this is a conference I think it, it brings a lot back. I think outside of outside of Nevada, I think that uh, the majority of quarterbacks are returning this season. Um, in terms yeah. of at the top of the conference, uh, Carson Strong left, but Logan Bonner returns. Jake Hayner's back. Hank mm-hmm. Bachmeyer's back. Siobhan Cordero is back, albeit with San Jose State instead of Hawaii. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Todd Senteo is back at, at Colorado State, too, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's, um, I'm going to go double-check that real quick before I have the wrong information. Um, and I did, actually. He's not there, so I don't know who their quarterback's going to be because they're all freshmen right now. That's going to be interesting. That's a young team. Just taking a look at them. I mean, they got four four quarterbacks on roster. Two are freshmen. The other two are redshirt freshmen. Wow. It's going to be rough uh, 
for yeah. Colorado State. So, Santeo's not coming back. Uh, Lucas Johnson, San Diego State. I'm not sure if he's returning or not. Um, it doesn't look like he is either. But they got Braxton Burmeister out of Virginia Tech, so I think they'll be all right quarterback-wise in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi Williams at Wyoming. San Diego State also actually plays in San Diego again now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, did they get their uh, yeah. their stadiums completed? Thank goodness. That was so weird to see them playing at that soccer field. San Diego field that the State Chargers University at Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a solid conference. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Very this solid. year. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. going to be fun to watch. Um, and with the exception of, of some some teams that we'll talk about, it's I think it's going to be fun to watch some of these matchups. More like it gives you a reason to stay up late on on Saturday nights. You know. Yeah. Or even you know Friday. Friday or Thursday yeah. nights. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. We're going to go in alphabetical order, no per, no particular order here because, you know, there's no need to. So, start with Air Force. This is a team that, that brings back a lot. They bring back Zeke Daniels. That's kind of one of the big parts of this team um, that you're going to see here. So, and he's going to return. That, that's just huge, honestly, for them. And then they bring yeah. back the conference's leading rusher, Brad Roberts. Yeah. Another, I mean, that makes sense when you think about why he would be the conference's leading rusher. Makes sense, but, I mean, it doesn't yeah. make it any less impressive. I mean, you still no. have to get the job That's done. That's still really good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this team specifically. I think this is this Air Force team, if I'm not mistaken, did they not capture the Commander in Chiefs trophy last year? That's so. Let um, me fact-check that. I thought they lost to Army but beat Navy. And I'm pretty sure Navy beat Army but lost to Air Force. Let's see here. So I don't know. And I think when that happens, by logic, the, um, the best record gets the Commander in Chiefs trophy. Let's see here. The current holder, Army retained. It's a shared trophy. Yeah, I was about to say it was a shared award. Big dumb, dumb, yeah, dumb shit. Go Falcons. <laughs> um, well, no, go Navy, of course, but um, Air Force has I not mean, held it on their own since 2016. Believe it or not. Well, get ready for that to change. Um, I think Air Force is, is the best team. This is the best team they've had in our lifetime, really. I mean, if you think about it. They um, they have potential there. Like, yeah. Yeah. DJ I mean, and I are a little far. older, and there was some good Air Force teams in that. Yeah. Well, whose lifetime did I say? Mine or yours? You said you ours. Said so that's kind oh, of. Sorry. I, I meant mine. In my oh, lifetime, since 2000, this is the best Air Force team we've seen. Okay. Arguably. I mean, there's probably some arguments there, but, I mean, it is. I, they're they're the extremely talented. Lot. They're extremely talented, honestly. And for a team that that has to uphold, you know, the high wage standards of the military and, and has, to, has to kind of play an undersized game, 
they they they've played it well for the last yeah. two years now, and they're going to come into yeah. the year again with two experienced guys, Ezekiel Daniels, Brad Roberts. They have talented receivers too. They can throw the ball when they need to, and they've shown it yeah. in the past couple of years as well. Zeke Daniels is yeah. very is, is one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen run the triple option in terms of being able to do it all. Yeah, and he does it well. I mean, you know, even Keenan Reynolds. Keenan Reynolds was so good, but, but he, he didn't, didn't throw, throw the ball. Yeah, no. he didn't have to throw the ball because those Navy teams could run on anybody. Yeah. Um. We we look at Army currently. I mean, I, I can't even think of their quarterback's name off the top of my head, but um. We 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 look at Army. I mean, they've got they've had guys over the years. We had the same situation. Like they were really good at running the ball, but they, they never really had to throw the ball. Air Force has been seen have to do both over the last couple of years, and they've yeah. done it very well. They've done a phenomenal job. And currently, uh, I'm just going to go right ahead and, and and get out with that. I have them at nine and three. I think this team is is extremely good, and their only three losses are in conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the same thing. Um, I, I like what this air force team returns. They've got some solid coaching. They've got a very favorable out of conference schedule as well. And so because of that, I got them at nine and three. Yeah. I'm not too far off from you guys. I have one out of conference loss, but still eight and four, five and three in conference play. I think we're pretty much all in agreement with, with what so who do you have losing to army. Okay. That's, I mean, but I, I'm, I think I'm higher on Army than you guys are this year, and we'll talk about them uh, at some point when we get to our independence. I don't think so. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I only have yeah. seven games that I can pick on on this website. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really, I, I don't know exactly where I have them at, but uh, we'll, yeah, we'll look I mean, at their full schedule. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get independence locked in somewhere i don't know where we're going to throw them in we may do like a, a bonus show on on uh week zero saturday talking about the independent schools yeah i was about to say there's no uh no independence they're playing week zero right yeah. no i don't, think, I don't so. think so i i i i looked yesterday i didn't see one who i could think of off the top of my head <clears throat> um yeah yeah Nine and three, I think this is a solid team, and I, I, as I said already, I think they capture it outright this year, the Commander in Chiefs Trophy, which is obviously the big deal for them. Yeah, and then also they they still have to to focus on trying to get another ten win season. They got to back it up. Troy Calhoun does such an amazing job over there at having these guys ready to go. And I mean, we could talk about all of those coaches, Kenny Amanalolo, Jeff Monken. They do a fantastic job with these schools and what they have, what they can do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's phenomenal, and it's it it deserves to be to be credited because you know Absolutely. it kind of gets overlooked and goes unnoticed when it really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but I have them losing to Utah State, Boise, and San Diego State in conference. I think those three. We'll talk about them. I think those three are, are clearly better. I think it's going to show. I and actually surprised if Air Force gets Boise State at home and gets yeah. that win. Yeah, I I actually have them losing to Utah State. Boise State and Colorado State. Um, not necessarily that I'm that high on Colorado State. Um, that's that's a bit of a rivalry as well, and it wouldn't surprise me if Air Force is 
at least slightly looking ahead at San Diego State at where that falls. And so I have them losing to Colorado State. But if that were, it if that were on the road, I could maybe see it a little bit more, but I'm, I'm not going there. I've so got the same, we same just losses. About, we just talked about Colorado guys. State and their quarterbacks. They don't have one. Yeah. I mean, I also, it could literally be any of the four by the time the season gets we get there. And how much experience yeah. do they have by then? Could it be the same one? Do they change around a lot? I mean, we don't know. And yeah. so, and also at that point, it could be Colorado's season could be pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're that good, anyways. So, I don't. I don't know that I really think Colorado State's a team that's going to get it done. I think that offensively, there there's a lot of question marks around that team right now, and I. Yeah, I've looked at them before, and I I kind of just, I guess, overlooked the quarterback situation. But even then, the rest of their team was kind of inexperienced too. I think this is just one of those years where they're gonna have to take their lumps, move on, and uh, maybe come back and regroup come back yeah. later. Yeah, uh, there. This conference is tough. Yeah, like, when we talk about group of five conferences, this is a tough one, and and you know they they all at times can be right i mean yeah. they're tough for their own level of competition we talked about the conference usa a few weeks ago and we think they're the worst conference other than the mac but the conference usa is still tough for some of the teams that are there because yeah. either they're not good enough or they're kind of middle of the road and they can get stopped mm-hmm. by anybody same goes for the mac and this conference is like you can look at every team and say oh they're good there's except for maybe a couple yeah there's a few any of these teams in bowl games Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I understand. I, I'm not, I'm not discrediting the rivalry fact of it, but I'm just, I'm just not bought into this Colorado State team at all. I think they're going to really struggle no. a lot this year. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I do think that yeah. Colorado State is going to struggle. Um, yeah. Though I do think that they got a huge upgrade in coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's very possible, and, and yeah. maybe. Maybe that helps a little bit, but I mean, I just I just don't see it. And we could just go right ahead since we're talking about them and, and go look at their their team right now. I mean, I am sitting at three and nine. They start the year in the big house against Michigan, and I think they're going to get absolutely destroyed. I don't think there's any chance they stick around in that game. Middle Tennessee say they follow up, they're going to lose again. I just don't think they beat Middle Tennessee. Uh, Washington State, not a shot. They'll get Sacramento State, losing to Nevada and Utah State before they beat Hawaii, and then lose four in a row before closing out with a win over New Mexico. So I've got I've got them at five and seven. I've got them beating Middle Tennessee. I've got them beating New Mexico, Wyoming, and Hawaii, as well as Sacramento State. I guess I'm a little bit more confident in their ability in some of these home games, but even then I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be you know, anything but a growing year. I, I just, I'm not bought in as we talked about last week in conference USA preview. Uh, I think middle Tennessee is going to be pretty pathetic. And the, the teams that they get at home with the exception of Utah state are very winnable games. So I, I think they could very easily get, you know, four or five home wins. I've got them at five and one at home, but winless on the road. And that's where they get the five and seven. Yeah. Absolutely, that's very possible. Um, 
I, I've bounced back and forth between this team. Like I've had them at four and eight. I've had them at five and seven. And uh, like I don't know what to expect out of this team with a first-year head coach, with probably a freshman quarterback. With there's no probably about it. Well, yeah, with, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no. There's yeah, no probably. True, true, Nobody true, true, has true. experience. Um. Yeah, they're going to be interesting. I don't know what to think about them. I just kind of um, just just letting them be for now. I'm, I'm leaving them alone. They're going to have to prove it to me that they can get the job done. And that's why they sit at three and nine. Moving on, getting back in order here. Uh, Boise State. Uh, this is right up your alley, Cam. I, I know your dad was a Boise State fan. <laughs> I know. I know you live in Idaho currently, so you yeah. you probably are around a handful of them. I know you. you yeah, I'm around quite a few of them. You know, I know. No, you're a proud BYU alum, but um, <laughs> anyways, um, you know, they bring back Hank Bachmeyer, who last year had 3,000 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, eight picks. This was a team that averaged 384 yards of offense a game and uh, gave up 365 yards of offense a game. This is a decent team. Uh, they were okay in the turnover department. They need a they need to not turn the ball over as much as they uh, have been, but I think they'll. I think they're going to be okay. I think this is a team that has the experience. They have Hank Bachmeyer back for a third year now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me double check that. Sounds oh great. no, this is his fourth year actually. Oh, yeah, because he. I mean, I know he's been starting every year, so mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is his fourth year now as a starter. That that counts for something. It has to. I mean, yeah. You can't you mm-hmm. can't just be starting for four years and, and not get some kind of benefit there. Uh, George Halani returns at running back. They're leading rusher last year. And I think he's going to have another good year. He had to share the share the load with with two other guys, uh, Cyrus Habibi Lepio and uh, Andrew Van Buren. And I don't know that either of them are back. And as a matter of fact, they're not. Uh, the only person I can yeah. think that may get any kind of, of time is Ashton Ginty, but I don't think he's even going to uh, from Lone Star High School in Texas. I just don't think he's going to get it. He's a freshman right now. George Halani is going to be the guy they kind of have to rely on. Um, they may rely on Tyler Crow a little bit, but I, I wouldn't expect it. And then we can look over at, at receiver, too, for them. I mean, they had – trying to make sure that I'm getting this stuff right before I – before I say it, um, they do lose Octavius Evans, their uh, leading receiver last year, which definitely doesn't help. But I, I think they're going to be able to kind of, kind of replace it in a sense. I mean, this is this yeah. is a team that still has some solid players. Uh, they also, I believe, lost Stephon Cobbs as well. Didn't see his name on the roster. Actually, no, he is back. Sorry, I take that back. I overlooked his name. So they do have a decently leading receiver. I mean, he was actually their uh, second leading receiver behind uh, Khalil Shakir, who I don't believe returns either. He, he graduated last year. Yeah, exactly. So they do need they need somebody to step up at receiver. I think it is going to be Stephon Cobb. He's going to be the guy everybody's really looking at right now uh, to to step up and get the job done. The, and, and the rest of the, the team, as, as I look through it, there's not a lot of extra experience on the field right now. 
So it's, it's a gonna, very young team. It's going to take some time offensively, especially a receiver. Yeah. I wouldn't say young. It's young on out wide. I think they're very yeah. solid and, and, and sure when it comes to the backfield between Bachmeyer and, and Hawani. And then their yeah. defense. I think their defense is going to take a step forward. I know, if I'm not mistaken, Cam, their, their defense was extremely young last year. Yes, yes. It so was. they're going to bring back a lot of that experience. This is a team I'm extremely high on, actually. I think they're very good. I think they have a shot to potentially find themselves in um, in Mountain West Championship territory. And I'm not going to get into that yet, but I'm yeah. sitting at nine and three right now. And the majority of their losses are coming out of conference or so, yeah, out of conference between Oregon State and BYU. And their one conference loss comes to Fresno State. I'm right there. Same with Tyler. Same record, same losses, everything. Yeah, same. Um, I know that at one point I had Boise State beating Oregon State. I flipped on that since then. Um, so heads up there. But I have Boise State sitting at 9-3. and three. Um, And I have them um, winning the Mountain Division right now. Right. That that sucks to say, but and we'll talk more about because this is the last yeah. year of the divisions. Yep. Next year, it'll be just the top two teams, regardless of division. Yes, absolutely. So, moving on now, we had the Fresno State. They were a team that averaged four hundred sixty-four yards on offense and three hundred forty-seven yards allowed on defense, which is actually shocking. It's not a team we thought about in their defense very much, but that, that's yeah. a those are some solid numbers. Uh, they only allowed 125 yards a game on on the ground, 220 yards on uh, through the air. I mean, that's those are decent Pretty numbers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the issues were turnovers. They couldn't force enough turnovers, and they were turning the ball over too much. I mean, they had actually I take it back. They could force enough turnovers. They they averaged almost two turnovers a game forced on defense, but they were turning the ball over twice a game. Yeah, when, it, so that's especially especially in games that they lost, like Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, we look at Jay Kaner, 33 touchdowns, nine picks, 4,000 yards uh, passing. Great numbers, and the, the interceptions aren't even that that terrible, but you need, to, you need to cut those down, especially going into this year. I think that's why they lost the majority of the games they did was because of, of, of turning the ball over a little bit too much. They kind of threw themselves out of games. We saw some rough games for Hayner last year. Um, they just have to have to step it up in terms of offensively. Now, this is going to be a pain for me to go through their roster. Um, I, I remember going through this a couple weeks ago and uh, was absolutely pissed trying to do it. They do bring back Jordan Mims, their second leading rusher behind Ronnie Rivers. Um, trying to find Ronnie Rivers, see if he's back. I, I don't think remember what it is. was when I looked. I don't think so either, but I want to make sure. Because this website sucks. Um, yeah, not looking like he is, which is it's a blow, but at the same time, it's not like it's terrible. Because again, Mims had over seven hundred yards rushing, seven hundred ten yards. Ronnie Rivers had seven eighty eight. Mims had more touchdowns through the, on the ground. He was even helpful through the air, three hundred twenty four receiving yards, he over a thousand all purpose yards. This is, a, this is a solid team, and I think they bring back a good amount of experience out wide as well. 
the defense, uh, I think, is going to be just as strong as it was last year. Now, the one thing that comes into question is, is the new coaching staff, because obviously Kalen DeBoer left. He's now at Washington. What are they going to do in 2022 under Jeff Tedford? We don't know. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting to take a look at. I imagine that they'll be fine because Kalen DeBoer's from that coaching tree. So I don't I imagine that it won't be too much of a changeover. And like honestly, that's probably the biggest reason why Hayner decided to stay. Um was yeah. oh okay, yeah. Because I remember it was around the time that they it was it was literally just basically a couple of hours after they announced Tedford as the coach that he decided, hey, I he announced publicly, hey, I'm going to stay. So yeah. I think it was more so dependent upon that. And I think Fresno handled that correctly. Yeah, yeah there was for a while there, there was talk that he was going to follow DeBoer over to mm -hmm. uh, Washington. So. So we look at this team last year, they were nine and three, uh, 10 and three with the bull win. And they started with a big win over UConn, uh, but then they, they ended up beating Oregon. Uh, or Sorry, they lost to Oregon in a close game, but they almost yeah. did, did win that game, and it was mm -hmm. very close. Thought they had a shot to um, to get the job done. Jake Hayner looked fantastic. That's when everybody really bought into what Hayner had and, and brought to the yeah. table. Go they a couple did beat weeks UCLA. Later, they beat UCLA, yeah. right? Yeah. 40-37 and everything. Okay, now he's legit. Yeah, now it's legit. This guy's for real. Go a couple weeks later, and then the Hawaii game happens. Yeah. And that's when everybody asks a lot of questions because that was the worst I think he looked up until the Boise State game, which resulted in another um, just terrible terrible performance, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, was that game did, didn't Hayner get hurt in that game too? I thought, I thought so. so because yeah. Logan Fife had to play for a little bit in that yeah. one. Um, but then yeah, they brought it back. Yeah, they got it back together um, after the Boise State game. They closed it out with, with three straight wins, and, and two of which in dominating fashion, and the other one was just a uh, solid game. Now, why didn't they have a Mountain West Championship? Oh, wait, yeah, they did it, and Fresno State wasn't it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was San Diego State who won the right. West Division, and we won the conference. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, yeah. I, I forgot that San Diego State was in that game last year. Yeah, but, they didn't show up, so that's probably why. Either way, I look at I look at Fresno State right now, and I see – I see 11 wins. Now, maybe wow. I changed my tune on that Oregon State game, but right now I'm sitting 11 and 1, losing only to USC. I have them I, at I 10 and 2. Good. I was just going to say I have them at 10 and 2, but I do have the I do have the Oregon State game still as a victory. I've got them losing just one time in conference, but I think that could be, you know, still very good for this Fresno yeah, State team. Nevada, don't you? I do. Yeah. 
that's where I had a loss. But then I thought more about it, and I just, we're going to talk about Nevada in a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't like what they bring to the table this year—a new quarterback, a new system. I, um, it's going to be interesting how they react or, and respond to losing yeah. Jay Corbell and um, Carson, Carson Strong. Strong yeah. I, I have, I have um, Fresno sitting at ten and two as well. But I have their only two losses out of conference with Oregon State and on the road at SU. UConn. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not that stupid. Uh, but yeah, now I I think eleven and one is possible. Ten and two is obviously possible. I had that loss in Nevada, and maybe they do have something going at that mm-hmm. point in the season. Yeah, but I'm just not bought into that team. Nevada is a team that I think is going to struggle tremendously uh, this year without, again, without a leader really on offense and and without a, a head coach really i think it's going to make this team not going to be bad by any means i don't i'm not going to say that yeah. i'm not going to even try to go out on that limb but i do think they're going to have some some rougher games and i think they're going to find find some struggles yeah they're, they're gonna, i think they'll struggle but i think the schedule out of conference allows them to get you know a, a solid record still i don't think they really get challenged other than i think they've got one game that i don't have them winning we'll talk more about Nevada in a moment on Hawaii, um, yeah, they uh, allowed they gave they averaged four hundred yards per game offensively, gave up four hundred fifty yards almost defensively per game, uh, four hundred forty six to be exact. They turned the ball over twice per game, and they turned uh, forced two turnovers per game. Uh, Siobhan Cordero last year, 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. Uh, Dedrick Pearson or Parson had 600 yards on the ground, 200 through the air. They did not have a single player find. Sorry, they did have a one player find a uh, thousand yards all purpose, and that was Calvin Turner. Nick Mardner, extremely solid. I don't believe he's with Hawaii anymore, though. I'm pretty sure he transferred. I think I think all their players that are worth a damn transferred out. Um, I want to double check that because I, I am almost positive we've talked about Nick Martiner at one point already. Yeah, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I thought so. So yeah, there, there's no more no more Martiner. Um, yeah, and and no more Cordero. I don't know if Dedrick. I don't know if Dieter Carson's still there. I could go all the way down to the running backs and check, but I, I don't believe so. And, and truthfully, I mean, we we could assume they're going with Braden Shager. Uh, he was the guy that played last year uh, when Cordero was not playing, so I think that he's the guy right now. But, of course, that could change. Um, Dieter Carson is still there. Uh, he, he was actually a transfer from Howard uh, when he first got in there. And then on the receiving side, I don't see anybody that was up towards the top of their their team receiving, uh, whether it be Calvin Turner or – and obviously Mardner's gone. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be rough for Hawaii this year going to be an extremely tough year for them. Uh, I got let me actually get down to them see where they're see what I have. 
yeah, Hawaii, like the way that they finished out the year, like both on and off the field last year was abysmal. Like yeah. they're going to be bad this year. Yeah. Now, as they do, they have 13 games this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going three and 10. I've got them at four and nine with two wins in conference. Interesting. I am. I have them beating uh, Duquesne, obviously, New Mexico State, and UNLV. I have them beating Duquesne, New Mexico State, Wyoming, and UNLV. I have them at two and eleven right now. Wow. And not winning a single conference game. Ooh. Like, they only beat NMSU and Duquesne. 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 I'm Duquesne. You're welcome. <laughs> you, had two, you had two people say it right before I got to you. And you still, You're welcome. Do you zone out? <laughs> Come on. A little bit. A little bit. But, yeah. Anyways. Like, I mean, some of us are might, half asleep over here, they, and they, they still say it right. To, they might be able to beat Vandy, though. I mean. Yeah, that, that was a game Not that good. I went back and forth. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't have a shot. Vandy's actually decent. I don't think they're going to have the same problem they did last year. They were too young last year to really get anything going. Uh, We'll talk about Vandy in a few weeks. Either way, Hawaii's going to get beat the living hell out of. I do think that they made a lot of smart changes um, because Hawaii is one of those programs that does better when somebody who is – who's familiar with the program, at least to a degree, um, is in charge of it. But I, like, just between all the the off-the-field issues that ended the year with Todd Graham, that caused a lot of the on-field production to leave. Like, I that covered for Timmy Chang is completely bare. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a cover this bare. I don't know. You'd be surprised you come to my house. <laughs> Anyways, moving on now, we get Nevada on the board, and they, they lose Carson Strong, but now there's a quarterback controversy going on. They got Nate Cox, who got a lot of play time last year, or the transfer, Shane Dillingworth. I think it comes down to those two. I don't think there's really anybody else in the uh, conversation for these guys as quarterback. Now we get to running back, and they return a uh, fifth-year senior, Toa Tawa, who was their leading running back last year uh, at 730 yards. They also have their second leading rusher, Devontae Lee, returning as well. So I think they're going to be fine. I think they're solid. Uh, they have they have two running backs they can they can rely on when they need to and get the job done. But now the question becomes what can they do on the outside? Uh, because their leading receiver, Romeo Dobbs, is now gone. Uh no no longer with the program. Uh, I believe he graduated and went on to the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I would hope he got drafted because he was phenomenal. Eleven hundred receiving yards last year though. And 11 touchdowns. They're going to have to find a way to uh, kind of 
replace that. And I don't know if it's even replaceable, but they're going to have to try to find a way. And I don't really know if there's anybody on this roster that I think can do it. Now, that doesn't mean I think Nevada's going to have a terrible year. I'm looking at this roster and kind of rethinking some of what I have for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just not overly bought in to what they've got going on this year. I have them going seven and five. Uh, I think they could win that Nevada game, or that Fresno State game, maybe be eight and four. But otherwise, I, I'm sitting seven and five. I think that's a down year. New coach, new new everything really um, offensively, other than again the running backs. This is a team that is going to take some time to get it all figured out and put together. And seven and five, that's not a bad year though. Still bowling. Yeah, it's it's. And I've they got, have a. I was just going to mention that they have a very favorable, out of conference schedule as well. Go ahead, yeah, BJ. That's exactly what I was about to say. They can because win all of them. Yeah, yeah. well, even I don't Iowa. know about Iowa. I'm, no, I mean, I'm, I can see it. I'm not saying they will, but I, I mean, yeah. if, if Iowa, it's not out of the realm. That Iowa game yeah. comes before the Michigan game for Iowa. Yeah, they already struggles. They can't look at it. They can't afford it. If they yeah. do, they're going to get caught. Yeah. So I mean, Colorado State nearly got them last year at home. So yeah, uh, I've got them at eight and four. I um, obviously we I already talked about you know the Fresno game. I have that going down as a victory for Nevada, just because I think that they'll have some stuff figured out at this point. I'm I'm a little bit more confident in in what they're going to be this year. I think that there are some games that they're just not going to win flat out. You know, like the Boise game, San Diego State, and the Air Force. Uh, but I still think it's it could be a really good year. And by the way, you asked about Romeo Dobbs. He is over in in the Green Bay Packers organization I now. So. so I don't know if he was drafted or if he signed there after the draft. But either way, I say I I know. I would expect Cam or you to actually have that information. So you guys are part of the loudmouth NFL crew, but you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. I needed to double you check know, and make sure. Not everybody can, you know. <laughs> we could have asked Alex. Alex, not everybody watches the NFL draft. I get it. Yeah, I didn't, but I watched the first uh, round, but I don't remember seeing yeah. his name and on that yeah. Saturday. So, yeah. So, anyways. Moving on, New Mexico. There's not really a lot of need to talk about New Mexico. I mean, we can, though. I mean, this is a team that I think they're just they're just weird. They were the team that I definitely don't want 1931 New Mexico. Um, <laughs> okay. A team last year who averaged 235 yards of offense and gave up 363 yards on defense. Um that alone is just not good. Um, they turn the ball over about twice a game. Usually on the ground, that's one of the rare stats here that we, we see is they were one fumble per game compared to no, not even one full interception a game. Whereas on defense, they were giving, forcing just, just over one turnover a game. Uh, that is just Team that struggled. They had Kentucky transfer Terry Wilson, who had who struggled. I mean, seven touchdowns, four picks. 
they they were okay on the ground. Aaron Aaron Dumas led the led the charge there. This is just this is a weird team. This is a team that has what do they run? That pistol option? Do they still run that? Yeah, I, I thought so. I, no? I thought that they got away with that from that when um well, there's when no there's no fucking way they, they don't even throw the ball. Okay, yeah, they like had, they could they had 174 still. pass attempts last year. Yeah, that was from their starter. I mean, that's yeah. not from everybody. I wasn't able starter. to watch a lot of New Mexico football last year, and like, um, I wasn't able even able to watch our game against them. Like, I want to look it, through real quick though. This is a team that's interesting. Um, but so Terry Wilson's gone. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be um, at all, to be completely honest. Is there anybody that transferred from anywhere? No. So that means Isaiah Chavez brings back the most experience with 24 attempts and 161 yards passing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, just to, just, to, just to put it in perspective, they had a running back that had the third most attempts uh, or the third most yards, actually, on this team passing. Okay. Eight of ten for a running back throwing the ball. That's just pitiful. Yeah. I mean, that is just absolutely pitiful. I yeah. will say this. We did see more signs of life from New Mexico than we had in a long time, which just shows you the state of the program Yeah, last year than, than again, that we had in a long time. I don't completely hate Danny Gonzalez as the head coach. Um, just it, it's a tough place. To win, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't even know how to feel. Um, I got them at two and ten, and I, this is a team that I really want to be high on. I really do, just simply because I I, I like the the style, especially that pistol option. If that is still what they run, I don't know. I've, I've even I don't think I've ever seen New Mexico. I don't think I've seen New Mexico play a game in like three or four years, and even then, it was like. I'm pretty sure they Bits played the Big pieces. Ten team. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I thought I, I saw their game against Utah State last year, and I'm pretty sure that they still run the pistol option. I thought so. It, again, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, two and ten. I don't. I think they beat Maine and New Mexico State, but even those two aren't aren't uh, aren't locks. I've got them at three and nine. I do have the same wins as you, and I added UNLV. Not too much difference there. I just have them winning a conference game. But Same BJ with said, you, Cam. Yeah. I have them sitting at 3-9 with those same with the same wins. Alright. On to the team that now has their own stadium. Uh, San Diego State. This team was solid last year. 343 yards a game on offense. Uh, 324 yards allowed on defense. They averaged, uh, they forced about a half turnover more on the year than they uh, gave up. Lucas Johnson, 1,424 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, four picks. Wasn't really asked to do a whole lot because they had Greg Bell, a 1,000-yard rusher. Chance Bell, 340 yards rushing. uh, And Keegan Williams at 268 yards rushing on the year. 
this is a solid team. They really rode the heels of the defense last year. They were they were extremely solid. Uh, again, twelve and two. I mean, it was it was no no doubt that they were capable of getting the job done. Now this year, on the other hand, they we talked about them. They have Braxton Burmeister on the roster yeah. this year. Uh, I think he's going to be he's going to help, especially in the passing game. This is a team that did not throw the ball because I don't think they could trust to throw the ball. Now they have a quarterback with Power Five experience. The only reason he's no longer at Virginia Tech is because Grant Wells came in, and I mean that's pretty pretty obvious as to why you wouldn't want to you know compete with him. Yeah. Now we talk about this team at running back and Greg Bell. He's no longer there. They do get uh, Keenan Christian, a transfer a junior from USC. I think he's going to be the guy that they look to this year at, at running back. Now they may go with Chance Bell. It's possible. But I think that uh, it'll probably be between those two guys to uh, make the make things happen. Uh, I want to get up to receivers. Uh, they do bring in, uh, or they have Tyrell Shavers. He's uh, a transfer a couple of years ago from Mississippi State, who I think could be really solid for them through the air. But otherwise, I don't have a lot to. Uh, a lot else to talk about. I mean, this is not a uh, yeah. a team. They re- they returned their leading receiver Jesse Matthews from last year as well. Uh, Jesse yeah. was at six hundred yards receiving. But this is a team that just they they do not didn't like to throw the ball last year. I think they're going to have to get away from that play style this year, especially if they they want to really compete in this conference. Because again, just like last year, it was strong, and I think they're going to ride their defense again. But they're going to need just a little bit more this season. Well, yeah, when you talk about this – sorry, go ahead, Cam. Uh, you, you're going to be familiar with this, Tyler. Um, any Brady Hope team is going to ride the defense. Um, it's going to live by that sword, die by that sword. Um, but I – as if they show signs of life at that – at quarterback – because like that was the biggest thing was they didn't have somebody who you could trust to throw the ball. Like their quarterback play was extremely inconsistent. Um, that's one of the big reasons why we dominated that game so much there. Like we didn't force an interception, but we didn't it's hard to force an interception when they don't throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we forced them to run, and we were able to stifle that in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you're able to do that against them, like, in the past, but you're 100% right, Burmeester's a – should be a huge upgrade for them there at quarterback, um, and I think they'll be good, not great, because they do lose – quite a bit of production there and I lose like, yeah, that running back production, but I mean they keep a yeah. good majority through mm-hmm. the, in the past game. So I yeah. mean, I'm not and, and again as we just said the an upgraded quarterback should help yeah. if anything with this passing game. So yeah. yeah. I think Burgermeister is gonna be pretty good um, with that receiving core and everything like that. Burgermeister. Yes. Yes, good. I know what I did there. Uh, no, I think that Burmeister is going to be really good and, and really kind of what the San Diego State team needs because they did feel 
uh, one dimensional at times last year. It was run, run, run. If you don't get the first down, then have your beast robot punter that you had, you know, grown in a factory somehow boot the ball 80 yards. That, and that the punter game was of, insane. Yeah, that, win the game that. because of field position. That's that was their mo last year. It felt like, and you know, get get some turnovers and when they're backed up deep, and then. You don't have to worry about getting a whole lot of uh, yards when you're already in, in plus territory and scoring. So that was their MO last year. I think they'll be better through the air this year. And right now, you know, I mean, you talk about the San Diego State team as good as they were last year. You know, they got some solid wins against, uh, you know, obviously Utah, the, the double overtime game is the one that biggest comes to mind, but they didn't lose uh, any of their other non-conference games. I think they, they lost to Utah State, and I think they lost one other conference game. But I don't remember who that was against offhand. If you if you remember that, Tyler. I'm sorry, what? what was who, who was San Diego State's other loss last year? I know we had talked about Utah State in the championship game, but I thought it was an, a, another conference loss that they um, had. They were pretty close in, against like UNLV. That one was – Closer than it should have been for a while, but they did win that one. We still on San Diego State. It was Fresno. Oh. They lost thirty to twenty. That yeah, that's what I, I I thought. Maybe it was Fresno. Yeah. All right. Anyways, quickly, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start. Oh yeah, I got them a nine and three. I got them a nine and three as well. Losses to Utah, Boise, and and uh, Fresno. Yeah. yeah, I have them at eight and four. Um, I do have them losing to Air Force, but I imagine that'll be a really close game and a coin flip type of game. So right now, right now as it stands, I have that them at eight to four, eight and four. That's all subject to change, though. All right, uh, quickly through San Diego, San Jose State. Um, I mean they. Don't really, I don't, I don't think they really return a lot. I mean, uh, of course, we talked about they have Siobhan Cordero in now at, at quarterback. Assuming that's who they're going to go with, I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody else has, has the uh, experience. Maybe Nick Nash, but I don't think so. I don't expect that to be the case. They lose their leading rusher from last year. I mean, they just, they're replacing a lot, and I'm, I'm not, not, Sold. I'm not selling all stock, but I got them at five and seven. I think they'll be a little bit better. Um, I think the schedule really allows them to be better. Um, I've got them at seven and five with losses to Auburn, Fresno, Nevada, San Diego State, and Utah State. Yeah, I'm with Tyler. I I have them sitting at five and seven. Like I. I don't know what to expect just because, like you guys both had mentioned, they lose quite a bit of production and don't necessarily return a whole lot. Cadero's a good, solid pickup from the transfer portal. I don't think so. But I, I said solid, not not good. No, you said uh, good and solid, and I wouldn't use either of those okay. words. I would say he's a pickup from the transfer portal. 17 <laughs> touchdowns on 11 picks doesn't really scream good or solid to me. But yeah, yeah. Either I, think way, I, I, think, 
think he'll be okay and he has experience. I think that's mm-hmm. what they're going to rely on. I don't know that there's anything else. But, again, Nick Nash has experience. He could be the quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. Again, though, I don't necessarily expect a whole lot from this San Jose State team. Um, I I think that they've kind of stabilized at about five and seven, six, six and six after that, after 2020. Um, they've kind of come back down to earth. Yeah, I initially had six and six, and I, and I thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, I think they'll lose to Wyoming, too. Uh, yeah where we'll get to them anyways. Okay, on to UNLV. They are a team that was 2-10 and 10 last year, and, I mean, before you even think too hard, I mean, I think they're going to drop again. Now, if I'm not mistaken, now, I know that Cameron Friel comes back, and I know that's kind of a guy that they, they relied on last year, but now they have a couple other guys coming in. Now, they have Harrison Bailey who I think is is solid. I, I think he's going to be good. He, he, he was decent at Tennessee. He just got overshadowed, and, and with a lot of the new guys that came in between Hinton Hooker, Joe Milton, he wasn't going to get that playing time. And then Jade Maiava, I've heard a lot about him prior to him, him committing to UNLV. I thought it was kind of shocking that UNLV was a team that ended up getting him. I thought he was actually pretty well rated out of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what kind of NIL deals UNLV's got. I would assume they should have a bunch. You're located in Las Vegas. I mean, come on, get the, the get slot Las, machine, get for, Caesar's Palace on board or something. You got, come on, you, got you got the slot it's machine like, as the prop on the sideline. You have so many yeah. options. And not, there. and not only that, you're playing in Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's a place to play. I know. I don't know a lot. I'm going to actually go look at him because I I forgot about him. I heard his name I a lot in recruiting. And I didn't know why. And then I heard him committed. I heard he committed to UNLV. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, I'm just going to kind of forget his name because he's gone. <laughs> but, he's gone into that black void, we call it. But now I want to look into his his style. Because if he wins this quarterback battle somehow, because it is a three-man battle right now, I think, between Friel, Bailey, and Maiava, then no chance it's not. Mm-hmm. Could he be the guy? And actually, let me, let me just do some looking up here real quick while you guys – Kind of talk about this team. I just I don't know if even if he's there's the starter. I think it's rough. There, I think they lost they lost a lot of the, you know. Okay, he's a three ahead. star. The and he ended up being the fifty third ranked quarterback nationally. It's um, still not bad, especially no. for UNLV. Yeah. And that's and that's the twenty four seven sports composite uh, three star at a point eight six, which I think is a relatively high rated three star. Yeah. He held offers from Louisville, Auburn, Cal, and Minnesota. So I mean, it's not like he's he's not good. From Henderson, Nevada, he was the sixty four sixty uh, fourth ranked quarterback, I think, from twenty four seven sports. I but think with the price of gas, he didn't want to drive anywhere else, oh, so maybe. he just but decided then, to stay. Well, even then, I mean, that's that's still a solid pickup. A three-star, that's normally not something that they pick up over there at UNLV. And, and no. yeah. again, yeah. could be a guy that gets the job done uh, and could win that QB battle. And um, as a Utah State fan, we struggled with UNLV last year. Well, so did year. San Diego State. You can't yeah, really like, necessarily say that they that were they a very feisty, very scrappy team. Like last year, 
And yes, I know that that was a very senior laden team, but it was also a new coaching staff. Yeah. Let's, let's see year, who wins the quarterback yeah. battle. I, I yeah. think we'll see a bit more signs of life with UNLV though. Um, that, it's not just it's not just aliens out there in the Nevada <laughs> desert. Um, I got them at two and ten, and that's and that's what I had before I, I I looked through the quarterback room and looked through this roster a little bit harder. That could change. It's subject to change, but I want to see them play first. I want to see who they go with. Yeah. I want. I, I just I want to see how this team rolls. UNLB I, is one of those teams that's in a very weird position, right? Because. As we've talked about, they're in Las Vegas. They are literally in the center of Las Vegas. They play at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders. Yep. They have a team that, while they don't have the history, not in football anyways, in basketball they do, but in football they don't have the history. They are in a city that is located and has all this money, right? Yeah. Why not them to be the next real team that steps up and becomes a power. I mean, we talk about UCF. I think they're going to, they're going to kind of have it a big time, uh, you know, blow up with, because they're located in Orlando. I think that's going to help them a lot with NIL. Mm-hmm. We've looked at they Miami. Look at how much Miami. Look at how much Miami's been helped. Yeah. Look at how much Miami's been helped with, yeah. with NIL deals. Look at how much it's helped, you know, not so much Florida state yet, but it could, uh, and amongst others, Utah State Chiefs, no repeat, Hainer. Well, we're not getting there yet, so I'll just leave that alone. But they they have they're in a position kind of like some of these other schools where they're located in a city where they have the ability to pay whatever they want, really, if they can get other these these entities to buy in. And if they do, why not UNLV? Why couldn't they get be one of those teams that becomes a a power within the group of five. So I don't think they're going to go with him to start at least this year. We might see him later on I, in the I, year. My personal opinion is Harrison Bailey is the guy that gets the job. Yeah, But I would not be surprised if Miami either plays or... I think he'll, he'll play because by he, can, he can play in up to four games without burning a, a, a year of red, a shirt. red shirt. Yeah, yeah. so if, if they want to you know, if they wanted him to grow and everything this year, and then you know maybe have him be the guy next year, we should still expect to see him, and he could be, you know, he could make them a very competitive team. I have them at one and eleven. Um, I just, I mean, I'm I'm not oh, sold. Right. You have to listen to New Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, and uh, yeah. so you know, I go. I want to see him on the field before I necessarily change that one way or the other. Absolutely. And also, even though they're an allegiant. Bring back the field design that they had at the old stadium. I love that field. The with the I love like Sam the, with the playing yeah. cards. If Sam Boyd yeah. Stadium didn't just fall apart, yeah. like literally, it was almost as bad as Aloha Stadium. Yeah. If it wasn't falling apart, it would still host. That's another thing. Yeah. Because Sam Boyd Stadium was a place that held so many events. I mean, it held. I know yeah. the Monster Jam World Monster Finals Jam. for twenty plus years. Yeah. Were there up until twenty nineteen when and then when COVID hit, they moved to Florida and they've been there ever since. Which mm-hmm. is bullshit. Not just that, that stadium's now condemned, by the way. Yeah, I, was I know, but it's literally like what happened to a well or fall, fall I, yeah, it was yeah. it was a Loha Stadium, am I right? With it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. issue. I mean they they don't yeah. play the Pro Bowl there anymore because of that. So Yeah. Not that I, I, I wish 
I wish they would have put more time and, and money into that and, and actually fix it up because that's a beautiful stadium. It deserves yeah. uh, to be to be continue to be used. Yeah, I, I thought it was a perfect stadium for you and LV as well. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was absolutely phenomenal, and it and it, it helped I a lot. I love the they had like the chips on the yard numbers. Yeah, they had the chips. Didn't they have the Vegas skyline on the field too? Yeah, that, that on their basketball court. Yeah, you, you I, could also the see court, the Vegas was the sideline zone. from the right from one of the sides of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and just it's such a cool. It, it was, it a was, such, it was such a cool a place. Location. Yeah. I wish I would have kept up with it. They didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. Went to again. shit. Okay. But again, this is a team, what, I'm telling you, I, I think that with NIL, this is a school that could easily, again, they're in they're in Vegas. Bishop Gorman's literally right down the road. Yeah. Why not? Try, no, throw, throw some numbers out there, man. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Though I could see them falling to like a one and eleven. Like they have they have quite a few games where I could see like coin flip type. What do you have them as? Four and, and eight. Four and eight. I mean I could see it easily. I mean I went I mean I just had I guess I went with the up. optimistic side for once. Well I just had their schedule put up. I, I could see four and eight. I could see them mm-hmm. Maybe if, if the cards fall right, maybe they beat you, North Texas. I don't see that one, but I can see them beating San Jose State. I can see them beating Hawaii. That's four wins right there off of what I have. Also, why not? Why not play the young freshman against Idaho State? That's such a tough team there. I'm, I'm just curious. I think I think it's going to be a fun team to watch, a fun yeah. team to get into, and and uh, we'll talk about it. And there are an independent that plays in Week Zero because. Um, uh, UConn plays week zero. Yeah. By the way, but I, I, I think I, th- I think we're ta- I don't think we're talking about FCS schools though. They're still independent, aren't they? Next I thought year. they were down to FCS, or is that next year? Next I year. I think that's twenty twenty three, okay. along with every other move. I I I just I I, I won't want to talk about them anyways. We'll probably yeah, cross over. Say, too, but F- F- anyways. As FCS essentially, but yeah. All right, on to the Mountain Wet or what the fuck? On to the Utah State Aggies, the Mountain West champions. That's what I was going for. Yeah, Mountain West champions. Um, Cam, take the floor. All right, so we lost Devin Tompkins. Um, we lost a few other pieces, but over it's more so on the defense than the offense. Offensively, we return a lot. We had a super young offensive line. I don't think a lot of people realize how young our offensive line was last year. Um, I think I think we only had one junior and no senior. So we had no nothing lost on the offensive line there, um, which will be good. We returned Bonner, um, and we've joked on here and off stream about um this team and people having a boner for Bonner. Um like <laughs> it's not allowed on college football call, show without some kind of innuendo. Call, You're Colin welcome. Had, call, Colin had him like national champions for a little bit there yeah. or something like that. Now there's he doesn't some, even have there's them a as, reason why as, some as dude was champs. willing to um hey um Colin think of this. Um anyways um Anyways, um, 
defensively, we do lose quite a bit. However, I do like the way that Anderson's recruited so far. Like, I think he's recruited well. He's not necessarily going for a lot of the elite talent. He's going for more so a scheme fit type of the thing, which is perfect for a school like Utah State. Can you like, go for elite talent at Utah State? I mean, we are our um, facilities and stuff are on par with everyone else in the state. That's not what I asked. I don't see why not. We can, yeah. You think you you can have five stars? At some point. Disagree. Right now, no. But I don't think at some point. Where are you? What location are you you in? Logan, Utah. Okay. Doesn't sound like Salt Lake City to me. When the <laughs> we'll how much how, how much money in NIL deals can you guys offer? Tell you tell Utah and BYU to not be a bunch of bitches and not schedule us. And That's then, not what I'm talking about. And That's then we'll talk about they're fa- they're afraid. Uh, they're yeah, no, they're not. Utah. Anyway, BYU might be. Anyways, my actually, is, actually, you play BYU this year, don't you? Actually, yeah, this is the last year that we play for the wagon wheel, though. Anyways, because my question BYU becomes. Is bitches. Because, again, we're talking about five-star talent right now at Utah State, of all things. I never thought this would ever be a conversation. How much NIL money do you have to, to bring to bring these, these students in? It's more than a goose egg, but... Yeah, well, well yeah. I have one dollar. I can contribute one dollar to the Utah State five-star fund. I think collectively <laughs> we've, we've already contributed... 10 to Michigan, which doubled that. Um, being sarcastic, don't worry. Um, but well, no, anyways. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking because you, I mean, you did bring up an interesting topic because great one whole dollar. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I think I've got five in my wallet. One dollar, right take now, it or leave so. it. Fucking I was gonna anyways. say, I was gonna say, these aren't my pants. I actually have a five in here, Two, but anyways, at one leave. point. At what point do you think you do compete for five? I mean, you're you're talking about it. So, what, at what point do you think Logan, it's possible? Logan, as an area, is growing a lot right now. We're seeing a big push there, um, as far as like population and more businesses a bunch of Californians taking over it, like they're trying with Montana too. No, that's more so Idaho. Um, they're doing they're doing Boise right now. Um, they're doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're they're fucking over the entire state. Anyways. um, Ohio's taking over America, by the way. So just. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Breaking news. Ohio is taking over America. But I mean, that does become a legit question because we've talked about so many of these schools, like honestly, almost losing. I don't think. I don't think we yeah. personally have talked about. It. We've heard so many conversations about yeah. like schools starting to lose out. Yeah. I mean, smaller schools. What happens to them? Can they compete? Do they have yeah. the money to to try to snag one of these five star kids? And I don't think it's that's a thing. Yeah, I and mean, we're talking. Go to Florida, for example, right? FAU is in Boca Raton, one of the most popular. Of I mean, it is a popular vacation spot within you know florida in general a mm-hmm. lot of you know rich assholes go to boca raton instead of you know panama or you know Orlando, where, yeah. where where us rednecks try to go you know but fau's not pulling five-star recruits and yeah, they're in one of the most desired places in but, florida miami 
albeit is in, again in Miami. They're they're pulling all these all these kids. FIU's well, just down. Well, what the road. about FIU? FIU. <laughs> Speaking of which, who thought of Florida International? Okay. Anyways, I, I, because of maybe but, how close it is to Cuba, I don't know. Uh, another well, I don't big know. difference. I mean, there's another just, big difference there is we've made a push, a conscious push to make sure that our athletic facilities are upgraded and are not just on par with anyone in the group of five. Like they're on par with a lot of power five type of schools. Like we have. And that's that's cool and all. However, like we're, as far as what you're talking about, yes, we don't have the NIL money to do that. However, we do have an alumni base who is extremely loyal and willing to spend money to do the facilities and stuff like that. And so, I mean, we're, we've grown as a program within the last 10 years. That's really when we've exploded. And I understand that. I mean, I remember watching Chucky Keaton about 10 years ago now, you know, you're going to bring a tear to my eye there. One of the more, you know, electrifying group of five quarterbacks that we saw. But what I'm saying is you, you can build all these facilities. You can do that. And that worked in the old landscape of college football. That worked. Absolutely. Wonders. When you looked at, Oh, you have these facilities. Now, what do you do for me? You know, getting to the next level, what, like all that stuff. When you had those arguments, they were perfect. Yeah. But now it's not about the facilities. Sure, they help. Sure, having good facilities and good trainers and all that helps because obviously mm-hmm. these athletes are, are need to care about their bodies and how they're training. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. What if you got, you know, maybe a $1 million less facility at, at you know, Let's take FAU for example, because I'm looking at theirs, and their their facilities are absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'm just taking a look right now. Probably because of the long um, train. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who who brought them in, but I mean, these are their like this is their, their Schmidt family complex. As you can see, that this wow. is their like weight room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these facilities are absolutely phenomenal, and that doesn't even begin to gloss the surface of, of some of these. You know, again, schools within big you know money areas in in florida or texas or anything mm-hmm. um but utah state it, again it comes down to sure you have those facilities and sure that can help but when there's a kid who's offering you you know who can offer two million dollars to and those facilities compared to utah state can offer maybe you know a couple couple hundred k mm-hmm. with those facilities who do you think he's going to yeah. yeah, probably. That's very fair. You yeah. know what I mean? It it mattered, and I I don't disagree with you, Cam. Like it, it it is a big deal, and having those facilities matters. But it doesn't matter in this current landscape of college football the way that NIL deals are going. Chasing the enough. money. Yeah, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. enough, and and I don't think it's just chasing money. I mean, you're looking out for yourself. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can get paid five million dollars to go play football at FAU, but you can only get paid again maybe one million max at Utah State because that's all they can afford to give one person within their collectives or whoever's whoever's giving it out you're going to take that five million and those facilities now maybe that changes when you get down to like 
when you're competing with, you know, other schools within the Mountain West because you're all in a like a similar area. But I, I still think you're not going to be able to compete with the, the the bigger schools within some of the like Texas, Florida, you know, Louisiana Lafayette is a school that, that even comes to mind that could potentially bring some money. I mean, it's just there there are so many so many schools are now within this game and even like i said unlv is in an area where they could if they play their cards right could be like right up there too it's hard yeah. nowadays like it is so oh, yeah. harder nowadays to get within reach of some of these five stars than it ever has been mm-hmm. especially as a smaller school and, and again in utah where you know the only city everybody really knows and and, and would travel to is salt lake Unless they're maybe going skiing somewhere, and I don't, I don't know where that would be. Park City. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of that actually, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not to shit on on your idea. I'm just curious of where because you're close to that program, you follow that program hard. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I don't know what they have to offer. I don't know what kind of NIL deals they offer, or yeah. if they offer any or have anything that they can. Yeah, I know that I've I've seen some between players that I follow, like getting NIL, NIL deals and stuff like that. Um, I I don't know where. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I do know that there's a few lar- larger businesses. Like I know that I've seen that newer brand, um, Bucked Up, contribute to us um, and, and a few things like that. Um, so right. we, yeah. we're building that, like, I don't know when we're going to get like necessarily a lot of the bigger bucks, but if ever, cause like, I know that my, my pockets are empty right now. Otherwise I'd help in some way, shape or form. I already got $1. Well, I'm about to say, I mean, if I was making $10 million a year, I'd go, I'd go contribute, you know? A good yeah. majority of that to the University of Michigan, but I can't, and I don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, it become yeah. it, it's it's really just about what you can bring. And I don't, I don't look at Utah State and think, oh, that team's pushing money because they have to compete with BYU within the state and Utah. And I think both of those are in perhaps bigger areas. I know Salt Lake City is a bigger area. Yeah, for, but last I I'm, saw, I Provo is still about. bigger than. Us as well. So Provo's like forty minutes away from Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. So you have to you have to compete with with that rather than trying to again not to not to shit on your your hopes and dreams yeah. here. I just I just think it's going to be a long time and it's going to take a lot of nil changes before Utah State is a a team that that grabs four to five stars. Well, four stars are possible, but five stars I think are going to be a lot tougher to get to. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, now that we're done discussing NIL, I have Utah State at nine and three, and losing one conference game to Boise in the final week of the season. Yeah, yeah same I have here us with Tyler nine and three. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama, BYU, the other two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's I expected. have us all with the same thing, so. Well, I'm talking about the BYU thing. I'm not really. Oh, trust me, I would love to beat BYU. All right. Yeah. Well, now I have to 
be sad because I got to talk about a team that I, I really wish could be good, but I don't think they will. That's Wyoming. The closer of the show. 374 374 yards of total offense last year, and they allowed 372 yards on defense. They uh, averaged one turnover a game on both sides of the ball, forcing and and giving up the ball. Uh, Sean Chambers and Levi Williams were both lackluster, to say the least. Neither neither one. uh, Both both. Levi Williams was 10 yards from being at 1,000, and Sean Chambers was 120 yards over. Even at that, Levi Williams isn't with the program anymore. I don't know about Sean Chambers. Nope, but I nope. Sean Chambers graduated. Okay. Um, so they're so, replacing both those. Yeah, so they don't have a quarterback going into this year. Um, and they actually, I don't even think they have a running back either because Xavier Valade is gone. Um, with his... his uh, Performance last year over a thousand yards, uh, twelve hundred yards total. Isaiah Nayer transferred to Texas. He's no longer there. Seems in trouble. Uh, I don't like that because uh, again, I'm a. You've probably seen me wear Wyoming shirts every once in a while. I like Wyoming. I I, I want them to be good. Um, I have this thing with like a bunch of smaller schools, and I, I sit here and think maybe they they have a shot. And I I have them at five and seven. I think that's a a uh, a generous take, but just due to the schedule they have, uh, they get Northern Colorado, San Jose State, New Mexico, Hawaii, and Colorado State. And I think that's just because those teams are, are legitimately worse. I think they, if I'm not mistaken, Wyoming brings back a good bit on defense. They're going to be a solid team. They're going to be, they're just not going to be good enough. Offense is going to be so, so tough to, to get used to They're they're like they're like the Iowa of this conference. I mean, their their offense is going to be absolutely pitiful, and they're going to have to ride the defense to get get wins. Very fair. I think they can yeah. do that. I really do. I, I know they had a younger defense last year. I think they can make make things happen. I'm trusting five and seven. I think it's bold to go five and seven with this team, but uh, that's what I'm living on right now. It's BP definitely bold and. And and Tyler, you're looking through some rose-colored glasses, at least compared to what I've got. Um, two and ten, Northern Colorado and New Mexico are is where I see for Wyoming this year. Not that and I want to. Colors, they're they're yellow and brown. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be I, I think a brutal year, especially as you mentioned with how anemic the offense is going to be. I wish I had you know a better record for them to predict but you know pepperidge farm remembers when they were actually good and winning the uh mountain division a few years ago with josh allen yeah, when they had a quarterback so, who then became the best in the nfl yeah um this is a team that i want to revisit um as it stands right now i have them sitting at six and six more so because of the coaching staff. Um, I trust Craig Bull. Um, he's done a good job of building this program to where it's at. And you talk about another person who's like, even before NIL was a thing, like he he had this scheme in mind and he always recruited towards it. Um run the football on offense, play a strong defense. 
And so because of that, I trust the moves that he's made personnel wise and whatnot. And right now I have them going six and six, but I'm also not as high on Tulsa as you guys are. We've talked about that off stream. Um, I don't know where I said I'm high on Tulsa. Well, I think I'm higher on Tulsa. Yeah. I think so, because I got them at four and eight. We'll talk about them. I think I had them at three and nine, but we'll get to them when we get to them. Um, But yeah, as as it stands right now, that's what I have, though. Like I said, I'll reevaluate everything, really sit down. Like, I'm part of it is I had to throw this together really quick beforehand because playoff predictor can't save a damn thing. And mm. so, did I you again today. Yeah, it did. When mm. I when I transitioned over from my laptop to the desktop, kind of reset everything. So, thanks a lot. Or, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's better than not having this at all. So, yeah, yeah, gotta, gotta I do it by here. hand. It. it no, um otherwise. I'll never do that shit again. I hated that so much. But, but anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean that that does our Mountain West preview. I, I had an idea. I thought we were gonna go get to it, but we're not going to because we're already hitting an hour and a half. I don't wanna don't wanna go too far over ninety minutes. I'm getting yeah, the, going not, the right NIL now, talk so. was our other topic today. Was that gonna be our topic? No, it wasn't, but that was that was it what turned the, into it. And yeah, it, that's what it turned into. I mean, we have five minutes. We can we can get a little further into this real quick because I do think the NIL topics is one that should be discussed. It's I think it's worth, I think it's worth talking about. You know, especially when we talk about a conference like this. I mean, why not? Yeah. So we we look at at the Mountain West as a whole and think mm-hmm. of where they're at, what where yeah. they're located in terms of the schools, right? Yeah. There are teams that have distinct advantages, and there are teams that do not. San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV are teams that I think have a huge advantage when it comes to NIL, especially if they can play it right. But then again, we look at Wyoming. Laramie doesn't have shit. I'm sorry. Like, I I like Wyoming. I think the state's awesome. I need to go. I have not been ever. I I don't – Laramie has nothing. They can't offer anything compared to what Fresno – or Las Vegas or San Diego specifically can offer. And they may be able to hold a slight, very small candle to what Boise's got. Get that Yellowstone NIL deal with the with Paramount or whatever. I mean, you know, if that if that happened, it would be something. But you know, I mean yeah. you can't you can't compete with that. And then no. we talk about this conference trying to compete with, with other conferences. Yeah, um, going over to ESPN real quick. I'm just I'm going to kind of name some schools here when it comes to the group of five, and we can we can decide what we think of these, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about group of five teams, Tulane, pretty close to New Orleans. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get a lot because they have to compete with LSU. Yeah, Tulane's one of those that I don't put on there. Temple, yeah. if for some reason they ever figure their shit out, they get Philly. They're in yeah. Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they they haven't gotten that together yet, but they could. Cincinnati, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, they're in Cincinnati. They're they yeah. are literally sometimes right play there. in Paul Brown Stadium. So I mean, they 
yeah. Vegas have done Houston and Houston. Memphis has a big, big area to use. Mm-hmm. SMU is in Dallas, but they can mm-hmm. still get things done. I mean, Dallas is a big enough city to do so. Huge. Um, scroll down. UCF, I talked about them. Orlando, big time. Yep. Right there. Down South the Florida, Coast, Tampa. Right? Yeah, I mean, South Florida, too. Uh, Conference USA, Charlotte. Hello, yeah. biggest city in North Carolina, other than maybe Raleigh. Might have a candle there. Uh, or an argument. Florida Atlantic, Boca Raton. Uh, FIU, I don't think so. I think they're going to have to compete with everybody else. I think in they're going to be the odd man out in terms of graduation um, or graduate numbers in the state anyways. Uh, ignore Louisiana Tech, Mills, Tennessee, North Texas, I don't think so. I don't they're think close enough to Dallas, but no. They are, but they're going to have to compete with both SMU and TCU in Dallas. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I like Denton, but that's not happening. Yeah. Um, Rice is weird because I think if they could get past their their, well, they won't. That's the issue. Yeah, academics are key for them. They care more about being the research school that they are than they care about anything else. Yep. Rice, Rice is not going to be that team, even though they're in Houston. They're not going to get it. No. Uh, UAB, they're going to have to compete with Bama and Auburn for NIL yeah. money, and I don't think that's going to work. UTEP, UTSA, same situation. They're competing with. They're a UT school, anyways. They're going to have to compete with UT. So I'm kind of yeah. not. Not looking at that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to consider Notre Dame a group of five, but they are an independent. So, I mean, that's uh, they're not up on that level. Uh, the Mac schools are the ones that I think don't have a shot with anybody. Uh, they're just no. They're they're all. I mean, Ohio as a whole is only so big, and really, the majority of the money either hits OSU Ohio State Matt, yeah. and yeah. really just Ohio State. Uh, again, we get to the Mountain West. Air Force, don't care about NIL. Those kids are, are going to school anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boise State, yeah. I mean, Boise is a, a yeah. decent city, but I don't think it's going to uh, compete. So the Mountain Division really is kind of out of out of luck there. Uh, Fresno, Hawaii could. I mean, Hawaii is, Hawaii is you know, a big. They got all that tourist country. money. Yeah. Uh, Nevada, I don't think so. They're in Reno, though, so potentially. Yeah. Um, San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV, the West Division here, yeah, could could pull as much money as they probably want, and then we get to the Sun Belt. Now the Sun Belt's weird; they have Georgia State, which I know is in Atlanta. Uh, they actually play. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure At they Turner. Taken, they play the old Turner Field. Yep. Um, so there's that Georgia Southern, maybe, but I don't think so. I think Georgia State's got a better shot there. Yeah. Nobody else really within the East Division there has anything, and I don't even think within the West. So the Mountain West yeah. has the most potential in terms of NIL deals, but what yeah. happens when those teams start getting all that money? Well, what conference is going to come calling? You know, perhaps a conference we talked about dying. Well, the that's the thing. That's the thing, though. I've seen a lot of people ask about the Pac-12 and like adding some of those schools that we just talked about. And the national consensus seems to be that the Pac-12 would be writing or their members would be writing blank checks if they brought any of those schools in, that they would not add anything to the, to the TV right money. That's ridiculous. TV deals. I think, I think that's ridiculous, too. I don't think they would if add they a, a whole lot, but I think they would add some. If they I think add, they need to get the NIL figured out and, and raise If they that. would get Fresno, San Diego State, and UNLV – and even Nevada potentially, or Those Boise, even. yeah. 
or Boise. I mean, Boise has the football brand to bring in, but do they have the yeah. money to bring in? I don't think so. But if they have those four, those four cities, Reno, Fresno, San Diego, and um, uh, Vegas yeah, itself. Not Vegas, yeah. I mean, they already play the Pac-12 championship in, in Vegas. LV Stadium in Allegiant. Mm-hmm. It's not It's Duh. not hard. And it would help. I think it would help not only those schools, but it would help, you know, as a whole. I think NIL is a very weird thing. We have to really kind of tread lightly right. because we don't know how, how it's going to change or how, how the NCAA is going to work with it. They, I think they already denied um, – a, a rule change to it anyways just the other day so it could be the wild west yeah it, it seems as though it is it already is starting to get that way and i think it's going to continue yeah. to be that way so we're going to have to just see what Until happens. it's regulated I think it's, a, uh, I think it's a cool subject to talk about of course i think i think it's interesting yeah but it does it does spell a lot of, of, of trouble for for some of these smaller schools who just can't compete financially with the big schools and that's that's gonna be the thing where yeah unlv may may someday potentially be one of the best in the country because they they can bring that money from vegas and 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 keep you know the bishop gorman students or yeah or, you know go snag a five star out of modern day or something and be and be really good but that's gonna hurt the wyoming's the utah states mm-hmm. the uh the colorado states because yeah. You know they they can't they they have no they don't have the money to be able to bring these kids in. Yeah, I was gonna say Colorado State's not too far from Denver, but they're I mean everything it looks like around Denver goes to Boulder. So which yeah. I don't know if if that's necessarily the right move, but <laughs> well, I would. I mean, I think Colorado is easily the better of the schools, but I mean, yeah, I that uh, that's school wise, not. Foot on field wise, at least yet. So, I think Boulder's a better team on field, and historically, yeah. I mean, they have a national championship their name. That's true. So. And then maybe not this year. But. All right, I think yeah. that's yeah. That's enough. That's enough of this yeah. conversation. It's depressing. Um, Later the week, that's a lot of bad news for for some of these smaller schools and some of the schools that I you know you. Almost, you know, you make these dynasties with them, and you almost kind of, you know, have this this bond with those schools because of them. I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of how I got into Wyoming. I remember doing a dynasty with Wyoming back when Josh Allen was a sophomore, yeah. and I, I thought Josh Allen was like a legend just at, on my team. Let alone did I know that he was going to become one of the what best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, or my a dynasty I did with Rice just what three two years ago now. Yeah, late twenty, late twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty. Um, yeah, you know, I, that's where I I started following following Rice, or even, you know, I did I did the App State yeah. that I streamed, but yeah. I already followed App State because my girlfriend goes to App State. But then I I moved on along to South Carolina to Texas A and M, and now in Michigan, of course. But yeah, like yeah, I mean, you just. You start to follow those schools. You start to look into them, see what they're all about. I did. I did one a longer time ago with North Texas. Yeah. Followed them. Followed them afterwards for a while because I was curious about what that team would, would become. Yeah. Or, you know, so, yeah, you don't really. 
you don't really want to see those teams go away. You know, you still want to see see kind of the underdog stories, but I think it's going to become a lot harder. I think the FBS at some point is probably going to end up shrinking down and or it's going to become a uh, – unfortunately, you're going to know who's at the top and, and who's at the bottom. It's going to be it, – it could very easily become like the Premier League slash Champions League uh, in, in soccer. You very easily without, see something like without that. Without the relegations. Yeah. You wouldn't see promotion or relegation. Yeah. But uh, with that, we went a little longer. We went about 10 minutes. Lay out the week. On that. But, uh, yeah, uh, this week, give me just a second. Actually, I got to pull up my Word document or else I'm going to get it wrong. Um, Tomorrow's Michigan State, I'm pretty sure. No. Yes. Yes. What the hell? I don't know what just happened on that page. Let me, let me pull this back up real quick, and then we'll... I've got it right here if you'd like me to go ahead and go into it a little bit. Um, I got it. I want to make sure this works. Okay. Because if it does, I'm going to be pissed. Because it, like, it, it keeps opening up on way too big of a screen. Okay. Um, nothing interesting. I don't know why it's doing that. I drive on here. I was trying to pull it up on my laptop, but it sounds like that wasn't going to work. Yeah. There we go. All right. So, yeah, Michigan State tomorrow, as you said. Um, and then Pitt on Tuesday. We'll have the ACC on Wednesday. Um, Baylor, Oregon, Wake Forest. Our Thursday through Saturday, and then we close out the week with the Sun Belt next Sunday at noon, as always. So, All yeah, right. I mean, that rounds us out here. I think uh, solid, a uh, solid discussion, though. I mean, very solid, you know, yeah. The conference and then the NIL stuff, and didn't mean to really, really uh, shit on Cam's hopes there, but I mean. <laughs> It was it's worth, unfortunate I mean, it was reality. Because, I mean, I was curious as to where he was going with that because I didn't, I don't, again, I don't know what NIL stuff is out there in Logan. I, I know they have the yeah. nice facilities. I know they rebuilt them or built new ones and stuff a handful of years ago. But that meant way more without the NIL deals than it does yeah. with them. And that's where I think they uh, just got just to gotta find that reality that it's, Maybe a while before they they get back yeah. up there. So, how much really can you expect from Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage to pay out to these recruits? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> with that being said, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Michigan State on board next.